Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, so we have to start. We have to start. Um, and we'll bring you guys in. But if you want to, it's like if you come in earlier, then we'll just yell at you. And that'll also be like kind of really funny. Rev's asking is like, can you kind of like showing the seam, so to speak? Yes. Yeah. I mean, this a big part of this podcast is um, talking about it while we're making it. Right. It's a clear Game Boy of podcasts. You know, you can see everything happening inside. What a gorgeous okay, little so metaphor. Save that it for really, the pod. That really dates we, you. Again, you know we haven't I mean? started the pod yet. No, we haven't started. I'm like, okay, so let's just, I'm going to just. I've been on this call for a half hour already. <laughs> I know, truly. <laughs> this is psychotic. Should we start? Can we start? Yeah, okay. Podcast starts now. Okay, podcast starts now. Wow. Hello, Americans across America, mostly Americans, exclusively wow, Americans. That's such a good intro. Um, we today have one of the um i how would you describe what this okay, episode Sam, is you're already be? it's like you're you're scrambling i can't it, like you george, need to start I'm, with a complete sentence george i'm freaking frazzled my i'm frazzled to death because Why? because we've been on a tech call for a freaking half an hour and well yeah then just be professional and don't like immediately open with like oh we've been having technical difficulties okay well i'm sorry you're asking me why i'm like being so frazzled and i'm t- just telling you why i'm frazzled. well it's like an interview question it's like when someone asks you what's your biggest weakness you're not like well i have diarrhea you know like you have to think of something that's like a little well, my more diarrhea important. isn't a weakness it's a strength and it's a defining factor <laughs> exactly <laughs> um i also would say just to to be clear do mm. we hear an echo just in case i don't hear an echo okay great Okay, I'm crazy. Everyone thinks I'm crazy. Okay, the beautiful mind parentheses 2001. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did I okay. say the beautiful mind? A beautiful mind. A beautiful uh, mind. Okay, a, a beautiful yeah. mind. The beautiful mind is a totally different thing. Yeah, congrats to Jennifer Connelly on that Oscar. Did she win? Mm-hmm. She oh, wore I never... a very like, uh, beige dress. I forgot to watch that. Well, you can. Um, you should. you should check it out. Okay, cool. George, I mean, you immediately attacked me for um, sort of expressing my true feelings. Yes. How, how do you feel about what is what has happened, what's about to happen, and what is currently happening? I have a feeling this one's going to be a doozy. I'll just say that. <laughs> I think so, too. Um, I almost feel like, you know, um, this is like a tough intro because it's like, what's the point? Like, mm-hmm. I'm sort of like, 
like us talking about like what's happening in our lives is kind of like does it even matter right this is the first time in the in the uh, five months we've been doing this podcast where i have stopped to think does this matter <laughs> yeah every other episode especially in our intros i've said this matters this well, every is what other people episode need to be has hearing. been a direct like the product it's been a direct result of a grant we applied to and the deliverable was a podcast episode whereas this one we're doing on spec this one we're doing on spec to try to sell um to some psychopath out there who who yeah, wants to Maya hurt Rudolph. themselves <laughs> Maya Rudolph um George, we talked earlier about uh, a development that's happened in your life. Do you want to talk about I it? I cannot believe you're putting me on the spot like this. I just, you know, we're having, it's a, it's, we have all gay men on the podcast today. Let me tell you something. So, Anyone he, who has kept up with my various podcast appearances, I would say stretching back to February knows. Stretching, interesting word. Mm, knows that I was having major issues where I could not be on the receiving end of sex. For over a year. He had whole problems. Whole problems. <laughs> Who's got them? <laughs> I've got them too. Um, nah, 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 nah. But you got your whole... I you got, got it fixed. You got your whole fixed. Here's, what I, here's my thing. Tell me. Yeah. Why have you been keeping your boyfriend from me? Well, I just think it's gotten to a point where now it's kind of like fun to have an air of mystery. It's been like eight months and I have not laid eyes like upon this months? man. Nine months. No, wait. It has been, uh, yeah, like nine to ten. I mean, that's insane. What I know, like, do you think I'll like fuck it up or something? Do you think I like won't be funny or like won't be smart I mean, listen, or like Sam? You come from different worlds, and <laughs> oh, because sometimes... I don't write for New York Magazine, I'll embarrass <gasps> you. Is Doc that why? I'm... <laughs> you think I'll okay. embarrass me in front of your I can't... This smart is, I actually, boyfriend? Already, now I feel. Now I actually think if we brought in our guests, they would be on my side because they see how bullied I am. So I actually think we should bring them in. Okay. Please welcome to the arena, Stephen and Eric. Wow, we're not even giving them last names. There's no intro. There's no last no name. Intro, we no don't do context, no, no last name. No, we said. In fact, we. <laughs> John Doe's over here. Wow. Random. Welcome, Stephen and Eric. Pulled us off the street. We liked. We don't like to. There's no pomp in this podcast. You know, we are. We are. credits is so elitist. Himrod barking. Hey, you want to be in a pod? Hey, you want to be in a pod? I. No mic necessary. Eric. In my case. I've been holding my breath ever since I was called out for rustling around. Yeah, Eric, you are in what I would describe as like um, how an office would be depicted in a dystopian mm. uh, bad satire. Uh, it reminds me of the movie Wanted, the Angel and Julia yes. vehicle. Yes. Anyone? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think you can just stop at like, I'm in an office period. <laughs> like, sure. Okay. You all these domestic Pe- landscapes. People of non-work experience being like, oh my God, you look like you're in a movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like me seeing an office. Oh my god, that looks dystopian. <laughs> I mean, there's a first aid kit behind me. I, the like, other thing, I, the other reference I latched onto was the scene in the Matrix where Neo is like chased down at his office. Yeah, it's definitely the opening in the in the Matrix. Mm-hmm. You're about to get a mysterious text message and or email. I don't think they had text yet then. So Eric, as you sit there maskless in an office, um, <laughs> what's going on? Call okay, so out. I am, I mean, I'm technically supposed to be wearing my mask, but I thought like, you know, I don't want to be like the kind of service worker of the, the four of us. You know, I don't, I don't want to like give away my, my class standing here that the only person who's like, currently... and therefore your power, you don't want to be the waiter just coming over. Yeah. So I'm actually kind of tidying up the studio space to allow a limited amount of graduate students. Oh, um, wow into the space because you know space can be tight in new york and if the grad students kind of want to come in and claim some desk space it's they so can. important when grad students claim space <laughs> absolutely you know it's kind of all they know how to do <laughs> we've talked on this podcast before about like people that i've known for a long time that i have no idea what their job is or that they even have a job eric i'm realizing you are that person i'm saying grad students an office what the heck is this double life yeah eric and i both work in academia we have kind of we have very similar jobs very similar jobs. Yeah. Okay. you have kind of like this this fancier like 
research fellow or something. Senior or research fellow, but senior, yeah. Senior, right, 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 right. Well, I mean, I also have, a, I'm a director, technically. Oh, okay. oh. Well, the comedy is, version of being like a spy is just working in admin. Like that, <laughs> yes, that's your double life. <laughs> that no yeah. one knows about. And I was just listening to a podcast all about meaningless jobs. Um, I don't know, David Graeber, RIP. Oh my um, God, that's right, bullshit it. jobs. Yeah. Was he on a podcast posthumously? Yeah, people are on podcasts randomly sometimes. Mm. I wasn't posthumously. I mean, I actually didn't look at the date, so I should. So it might have actually been po- after yeah, his death. I'm not sure. You have he, to he didn't mention it. And there he we are again. Like, well, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, FYI. <laughs> but immortalized. Um, I mean, as you're saying, a podcast is immortal. And so, yeah, that's why we're doing this. Right. Well, and, and uh, please, roundtable discussion, is a podcast art go? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! I mean, it can be if you if you try, right? Okay. Is this podcast art? Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's assume we're not trying. Can it still be art? I don't think so. I say no. Yeah. Wow. So it's really you. You care more about intent than um. There's no like multiple interpretations of this podcast. It's just like people talking. I highly beg to differ. I think literally you can interpret it in so many ways. I mean. You can interpret it as good. You can interpret it as um, bad. You can interpret it as funny. You can interpret yeah, it as... Yeah, as we said, one of our many listeners wrote in a review, bouts of... What was it, Sam? Bouts sparks, of wit. But... Sparks of wit, but I feel like I it's an inside joke I'm not privy to. Hmm. That sounds like a pretty nuanced interpretation. Okay, that's art because like... it has that exclusivity, right? Art is exactly. about boundaries. It's about not getting in. It's about right. needing sort of a, a special translator, a guidebook, a handbook to, yes. to understand like what the intent of the artist was. So, right. I mean, so much contemporary art is an inside joke mm-hmm. uh, created, <laughs> by, people with no, created right. by people with no sense of humor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's how, what you, how you see your podcast. Yeah, are you trying? Is that what you're going for no well we're mm. disrupting that by having a sense of humor yeah oh the joker becomes the joked so to speak <laughs> <laughs> yeah this it's mostly a podcast about the joker um <laughs> so guys how are you <laughs> and be honest well I'm, we're okay I, i'm i'm not bottoming um oh, and uh-huh me neither well you you famously have uh uh a, boyfriend. A, a penis that you t- that you speak publicly about a lot. I do speak publicly about my penis. I think that I mean, listen. I'll talk about my bank account. I'll talk about my dick. You know, there's so many things that we shield from the public and that we think are so precious. But you know, I think that you know, in this strive, right, for for justice and equality in the world, like honesty is one of the main tools we have. And so you have to put yourself out there. And um, and I believe it was Ruth Bader Ginsburg who said, you must show your whole to the world. <laughs> and so may she God, rest R. in R. power. May she rest in power along with Barbara Bush. Um, two giants of the stage mm-hmm. um, and silver screen. But uh, yeah, you know, I haven't been bottoming for quite some time because that's sort of my boyfriend's role. And we just have a very binary relationship. And, you know, it's it's something that I sometimes miss. Um, you know, to get Sam, on do it. you have a binary relationship? Oh, but wait, yes, you do. Well, we don't, we just barely bottom, like, in general. Like, I'm, huh. I'm, I'm I want to. It, in my dreams, I would be bottoming all the time, but I'm bad at it and it's very hard for me. So I don't do it very much. And your partner does not also bottom? He, like, doesn't really like it, but he can do it very easily. So every once in a while, he will. Okay. But, but it's mostly uh, a side story. Yeah. He's just kind of got a bucket of a hole. (laughs) I don't know what, I don't know what that means to me easily. I mean, I, (laughs) I'm not, I don't want to make any assumptions. Eric, are you in a relationship? I am. I knew it. I have a Canadian boyfriend. Wait, how long have you had this Canadian boyfriend? Um, Well, I met him in December and then we kind of did like, uh, long distance core together, which can really can, bring people together. Can I just say something? Okay, can I well, I, really? I don't know if... No, I'm not going to say, I'm not, I won't talk about your relationship. Can I just say, can I just say something? Like, and no, this is a no offense By to you, means. George, or no offense to you, Eric. But like, I don't know if we can be counting core as like, I knew you were going to say this. 
Like when everyone's like, actually, we've been dating for 10 months. And it's just like, well, you were in core together for like six months, which is just like kind of time collapsed. Like, I don't know. I feel like you've basically been dating for four and a half months. I'm actually team Steven on this one, weirdly. I Here's the thing. And Eric, let me know what you think. I think it goes both. I think it go, go either way in that like, yes, it time collapses and you don't have various normal experiences. On the other hand, for a full six months, he was the only person I saw in in person. So then it feels like you're fast tracking the relationship. In a way you're fast tracking it, but in a way it's kind of like, like core is like bad vacation where it's like not real life. Like he hasn't felt that experience of you being like, I can't do anything this week. Cause I have bullshit bar shows all night. Like, you know, like that's what really tries a relationship. Like, <laughs> wow. It's, 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 this, is, bar shows. this is very much you projecting your own experience. <laughs> what tries a relationship is when you have a lot of bullshit bar shows. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would have those shows and it would be, I, I, it would come up. It comes up. Yeah. You know? no, it's true. It, it does come up. Yeah. Like if I had been dating someone and he had a bunch of quote bullshit bar shows, I might've pulled the plug at some point. Oh, a hundred percent. I don't oh. understand how anyone could be on the other end of this. Yeah. I, I think that it, yeah, I think it's, a, it, it's almost, it, it's a pause, you know what I mean? So yes, you're getting intimate, but it's a, it's like a, it's, it's a, it's a comfort. It's a dependency. It's not actually, you're not like running into them on the street. You're not like taking them out to meet other people. You're not, you're not like, you're not building, you're, there's no like tension. There's not an, there's not enough tension. There's, it's the suspension of tension is what it is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let me tell you something. There's plenty of tension. Oh, honey. There we go. Uh, no, well, I, I guess. Well, first of all, okay, quarantine in the sense that it's like fully locked down was only until whatever, you know, May. I don't know when did people when did like, the first protest? End of May. Start? Yeah, end of May. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then since then, he's met a lot of my friends. I've met a lot of his friends. We've like mm, gone not out, me. huh? Uh, but not you're me. probably what? You're, yeah, oh. he has not met you. He's meeting you tonight. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> oh, what are you guys up to? Sorry, you I guys want to come? We're yeah. going to the Rosemont. Oh, cool. Okay, you're just going to hang outside. Okay, can, I, can I just say something here? Just saying that the longer you're in a relationship, the more likely you are to like break up. That's what I think. Like, well, you know, yeah, you're, statistically. You're, Wait, Eric. How, so, what's going on? Does your That's uh, true. boyfriend live in Canada? He lives in Canada. That um, actually is really hot. Congrats. He did live in Berlin before quarantine, and, and that's then what he, I like, thought fled to montreal oh oh then i think maybe i did know about him yeah it's i've circulated some information but um and now uh he came here for six weeks but then he went back to montreal to kind of pull his you know whatever life okay well we live a 25 minute walk away and have so this whole time so i do think it's slightly different oh it's very different but also the stakes are so much higher with international it's it's so romantic you know passports and Jesus. Yeah, and getting stopped at the border and smuggling each other in big suitcases. I mean, yeah. that, I mean, that's hey, listen, that's part of the fun. <laughs> that's the dream. Um, I don't want to bring this up, and it's not bring relevant, it up. But remember Taylor Swift's big suitcase when there was a rumor that she was being smuggled out of her apartment in a big suitcase. Uh, I do not remember that. <laughs> no, this, was, this was an iconic she's, rumor. She's tall, though. I mean, you really have to cram her in there. But she's the I mean, yeah, big she's skinny, skinny legend. Holding stuff. <laughs> skinny, flexible. Folded. Skinny, flexible legend. I don't know how flexible she is. Just trust. Just trust. I, I, I'm, I'm with flexible? you on that, George. Email she doesn't us. look... She looks quite... <laughs> Stiff, you yeah. know what I mean? She looks very stiff. Yeah. Very stiff, very stiff. That's true. Brittle, brittle, brittle. 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 yeah. That, her, That's... like, Vogue 21 questions or whatever is so... Uh, she's just be like, this is my coffee maker. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. a little weird. I do see what you were saying, though. Sorry, just there's two things I want to circle back to super, super Please. quickly, if I may. So one was you, Sam, being, I think, a little anxious about the fact that George hadn't introduced him to his boyfriend yet and was like, oh, you know, are we from different worlds? And, I, you know, it's not totally off. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from what I know about your boyfriend, and I guess I can't reveal any information about him. I think it's... I, I, he wants sure, to be. He wants to be immortalized. I on think the it's now alive. fun if I, if I, I think it's fun if for whatever reason... It, he's, it, a fa- is. he's a fashion nicks. He's a fashionistics. You know what I mean? He's, yes. He, he is... He is in a world of 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 glamour and suiting and fabric and journalism and media and it's just it's a lot of flashbulbs, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, and, you know, Sam is one of the most, you know, just down to earth people you'll ever meet. Salt of the earth, you know, Malden sea salt kind of. That person. is so true. Big, Sam, big, big, I, I have to, I have to marinate him every week, actually. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then every week I have to go over and put him in a giant Ziploc bag and marinate him in sea salt and various other spices. Marinate him in culture. Uh, yeah. Ooh, I love that idea. It's something Wait, I never get thanks for. Um, Sam, I actually randomly saw you on the street today. Today? Speaking, speaking of salt of the earth. Wow, actually. way to like bury the lead there. Yeah. That's crazy. I guess I was walking gizmo or was I getting coffee? You were getting coffee. I didn't see a dog. I love. <sighs> I love that there's only two options. <laughs> I, I was like, I literally have not been outside today, and I was I like, I, well, I was outside, outside twice. I mean, that's um, the that's very the LAification of New York. You leave your house to walk your dog and get coffee, and walk your coffee and get your dog. <laughs> I, mean, I have to walk my coffee and then drop off my dog. <laughs> I was also walking my coffee, so um... I'm grab my charger. Maybe. Okay. Oh my god. Uh, um. Well, Eric, why didn't you say anything? I saw, I kind of was like, does he see me? I mean, it's when you're masked and it wasn't like we like walked right by each other and it was kind of like, he's busy because you know, we do run into each other a lot because we, we live do. Like, right around the corner. So oh, yeah, yeah, usually, know that. Yeah. usually that's kind of this like crossing of paths and we can stop and chat. So um, this just felt a little bit more like we're on in other ends of the earth. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, Eric and I used to see each other all the time at Milk and Pole. Milk and Pole? <laughs> milk and Pole? Pole? Like I a think, push I and a pole. Oh my god, is that literally about like milking cows? I was thinking, yeah, it's like an Milk and thing. Pole. Okay. I'm I mean, or it could be taken in a second. Are we still on coffee? Way. Could I miss anything? We're on. We're yeah. still on coffee. Okay, while we're circling back to things, I think this would be a funny thing to circle back to. Um, my intro. I obviously didn't say your last names, and if I can be completely honest, it is because I am not them. sure if Eric is Eric Allen Schwartow or Eric Schwartow. Okay, I had that, like, I felt like to be successful, I had to have three names. Wait, I'm sorry, you used to have three names? See, I just I only know him as having three names. What's the second one? Allen. So, I mean, it's just my middle name. But no, he I, was I, like, I know. oh my God, Joe Kim Booster, Joe Pascal Baker, like, Stephen Philip Horse, like Casey Jane Ellison. Casey, Casey Jane, Jane Ellison. It became Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Allison. Sarah Jessica Parker. Did we say her already? No, we didn't. We missed her. Phoebe Waller Bridge. Phoebe yeah. Waller Bridge. Waller Bridge. There's just like a, a little OJ Simpson. to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Mary so what, Elizabeth Winstead. Sorry, what, go ahead. What made you decide to change to back to two names? It just it's too much work. Well, also, you flew too you know, close to the sun. Also, I will say, like, I think when our names are often together, Steam Phillips Horse and Eric Allen Schwartow, way too much. Too yeah. much. And, and I on can't, a flyer, it's too long. You know, not, you know, the flyers are kind of dead these days. Yeah. You know, they don't matter anymore. Thank God. Well, um, I'm so used to saying your names together that I like the the I know the whole song. It's like sort of like spelling Mississippi. It's like yeah, for like the normal person, it's hard, but like for someone that's like memorized it, it like all is one word. <laughs> Stephen Phillips Horst, Eric Allen Schwartow. Stephen Phillips Horst, Eric Allen Schwartow. Um, I have a question for you. Were are you offended we asked you to do the podcast together and not individually? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Okay, well, let's unpack that because you present as as a as an unbreakable duo. You present as you know you're branding yourselves as a duo. We feel like we're trying to help you guys by putting you together. Well, I guess I would have thought that because we're so often together and we have this you know one of the most widely read columns um, in the country on you know, Interview Magazine, on Interview <laughs> Magazine, that you would you would relish the opportunity to get one of us alone. You know that it would be such a coup mm. for you, and that you wouldn't pass that up. And so when I when I think about you guys getting together and your little booking meetings that you have probably mm-hmm. multiple times a week where you've just got a day, yeah. All yeah, of course. These headshots on a wall and you're constantly yeah. moving them from a yes to a maybe. Yes. That you yes. would have thought, damn, if we can if we can get them get them alone. Oh my God, you know, the ratings. So uh, the fact that that wasn't part of the conversation is disappointing to me. Um, but maybe that just shows a lack of foresight. Yeah, Eric, your response. I mean, there's a lot to unpack here. I mean, when you're a duo, you know, you're constantly, you know, you love working with Steven. I love, I can use my mm-hmm. own yeah. 
pronoun. Seems like one, you're already distancing yourself. Uh, from it. <laughs> one love. But story. yeah, you want you want to obviously have your own kind of identity, and we I think we both have a lot of things to say. We're gay. We talk, you know, quite quickly. Well, you're both gay, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I mean, actually, we're, I mean, I was also just thinking like, okay, four gay guys in a room. By the end, they're all going to be like, they're going to sound the exact same, like talking at the exact same pace. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's so, so interesting that you say that because Stephen said that exact same thing. In fact, before you joined, see, so well, we also funny. we also talked, but I feel like I okay. Anyway, I'm not going to say Stephen stole that from me, but I well, anyway, but which we, of you is not a wildly original thought? But I mean, I think, but I think it speaks to the central animated anxiety of this four way gay pod, which is just like, yes. and I think you spoke to this in the very beginning of the of the episode. You said, "Does this matter? Are mm. we necessary?" And mm-hmm. what you know, two gay guys, you start the audience starts to question, like, "Oh, maybe gay people, maybe gay guys are fine. Like, maybe I like this." But once you get four, you're like, "Wait a minute, why? Why do what I ever need four? Right? Like, uh, well, yeah." Then it, it, yeah but then it's also like. Four. We already are so primed to compare ourselves to one another, but then you have two duos comparing themselves to each other as pairs. Oh, but actually, do you mind if I just dial into that for a second? Because I, I actually, uh, another thing that was going through my mind earlier was how Eric is constantly talking about the close friendship that you guys have, and that, that you guys, that me and Eric have, yeah, 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 that you and Eric have these really similar lives, and your lives have taken really similar, you know, directions. And... Yeah, and we have a standing date at Julius where we did pre-core. <laughs> Once a quarter. But I actually yeah. think... Well, to that, check in on the earnings. Yeah. <laughs> I think that yeah. in there... It's still zero. Got it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, think, yeah. <laughs> I think that, George, that you're actually the me of your duo. Huh. huh. Wow. <laughs> that is so interesting. Yeah. Are you offended by that, What do you think, do you think Sam? No, I actually think that makes sense in a weird okay. way. I like, think... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, Eric, I would never call you like the silly one, but you know, if there is a silly one in your duo, you're the silly one. Yeah. I mean, I don't take things seriously. I don't take my, you know, success, my career, you know, I don't need to be getting, you know, I don't need to have 20K followers, like 10K is fine for right now, you know. I don't need I don't need to compete, you know. I'm just getting coffee, walking my non-existent dog, you know. <laughs> and the here's, two okay, of here's you an- both live in like, you know, really classic Bushwick also, you know, and there's a slower pace yeah. of life. And I think George and I are just much more like type A, the mic is out and we're sort of screaming at our partners to get everything I done. I would not and, be yeah. dead in Bushwick, yeah. Yeah. <gasps> and mean, I do I'm moving to Crown Heights though. Steven, you're in Ridgewood, right? In vibes. Um I am in Ridgewood, yeah. Just You're a like, hop, that's base, that's no, like I know it's three blocks Bushwick. away, but it's a world of difference. I mean, Crown Heights <laughs> is the lesbian Bushwick. Is Crown Heights lesbian now? It's honey. It's been. I lesbian. would say so. Okay, but in, okay, that's okay. I mean, that's not a slur. I have one like, I have one I more similarity. Out of oh, nowhere, <laughs> I found myself living in Park Slope for two years, which is not where I imagined my life going, and I'm so out of tune with even being around anyone my own age or anyone that might be gay right you're in stroller like, nation just to be in somewhere where there are people right. that i can relate to is a blessing even if they are lesbians right <laughs> a lesbian will do yeah <laughs> um and you know you got more space out there you can really stretch out i'm excited for more space yes uh, you're and, wait. no you're not moving in with your boyfriend right? this is just i'm not moving in with matthew no um but Guys, I, I have a point What's your point? I have a freaking point, and like I don't want to talk more about like Brooklyn neighborhoods. Like oh I'm my sorry, God, uh, but like Brooklyn neighborhoods is like the most boring. Combo no, I know. You're you're alien, don't talk anymore about it. No, that's literally alien. not my point. That's just like the intro to my point, um, which is talking more about it. <laughs> the in, my point is also if we're talking about our, us as pairs and similarities between George and Stephen and me and Eric, it's yeah. I feel like George and Stephen are more likely to be intimidating to people that don't know them tell me if i'm wrong do you think i definitely see that with steven i do you think i'm intimidating (laughs) i don't think i think you could be i think if i'm in a bad mood yeah i can be intimidating i guess but then i can also be like the opposite of that where i want to be so accommodating that i come off as a giant doormat i i think that i think the difference between you two is more stark because you know I mean, Sam, you just radiate friendliness. 
and sure, and you sure. have like the shaggy hair and then you know George especially right now with this buzz cut I mean you you know it's 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 and your piercing dark eyes or are they light actually they're light they're blue green <laughs> okay I I've never been able to tell anyone's eye color ever I love I that you can it doesn't that. matter because you can put piercing before any kind yeah. you have a specific <laughs> color blindness just for eyes. But yeah, I think just like in a more classic way, someone might be like, oh, a little bit more um, mm-hmm. scared. Mm-hmm. But I Can actually I just think Eric something? is more. Um, I, I just want to say I'm, I, I'm a little offended that, Sam, you don't find me intimidating. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't. I think it's like you're always like you're like putting yourself out there you know like you're like being like kind of warm in like weird ways like i'm a sweetheart you know you, yeah you're like you're kind of do you sweet. think though it takes a while to understand that eric is a sweetheart i yeah, think i the agree first, our first two <laughs> times going to our quarterly date at julius i was like is he mocking me thank you no that's what i was gonna say i think people leave and interact they're from the first interaction eric going like i think that guy like hates me and was like totally making fun of me and no, like, it, like i literally idiot. thought it was making fun of me yeah. like i was i remember one time we were there and I went to order and I was like, what do you want? And he and Eric was just kind of like, I'll have a martini. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm making? You know, I'm, yeah. I love that we're talking about me, obviously. Uh, but, you know, it's more I'm making fun of the situation. Like, oh, my God, what are we getting? Like martinis, obviously. You know, I'm not making I'm like. It's more okay, like, wait, do you know? I maybe hate myself more than like anyone else around me. So, um. well, see, okay, let me know if the, I just saw this truly right before we started recording. Guy Branham said something along the lines of camp is pretending to do something while you're actually doing it. And I feel like that's you ordering a martini. Mm, yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that we all can be campy or a martini i think that eric is like is eric is actually quite authentic and so his campiness is like authentically felt and so it doesn't come off as obviously camp where when i were a martini i think i do like a big song and dance and i'm super schlocky and fake i'm a gemini i'm very fake so i would just be like hey barkeep can i get one of those martinis extra dry sweetheart (laughs) sure sure i'll be or i'll one thing I love to say that I'm embarrassed to admit, but like, I'll always say, um, it's like, Oh, do you like a dry? And I go, Oh, Oh no. Uh, do you like a dirty? And I say pornographic, sweetheart. So it's just no. like, and then everyone knows that you're doing a bit. And so I'm very like, you know, always trying to make it really clear that I'm like, I'm so then it's clear that you're joking. It's yeah. Clear that I'm but joking. Then, on the other hand, if you're always doing a bit, then you, then, then you're, you're even less approachable be because then it's yeah. like, well, how can I get anywhere near you? Yeah, no, I think that could explain a lot of my relationships. How could I get mm-hmm. anywhere near you is an interesting way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically for the listeners at home, this is how you can tell the difference between and us. I also think <laughs> I also think Stephen and I comparatively are just meaner online. Well, yeah, but that's a choice. I don't want to offend anyone. Eric is just a terrified of offending someone I'm, and like terrified of getting canceled. And I like, he's like still voting for Hillary. And it's just like, that's sort of. No, his. <laughs> Eric literally voted for Hillary in the 2020 primary. Yeah, no, literally. <laughs> he's right. canvassing for her today. Oh my God. That's really cool. <laughs> he's actually there at the office now printing out flyers. <laughs> like a homemade flyers that say still with her. <laughs> Wait, should we do our first segment? I actually think we should do our first segment. Okay, there's segments. Yeah, yeah. So, um, is this still so did intro? you guys prepare for the first segment? Yeah. Did you guys prepare or? Okay, so you each have twenty minutes, and we can just start now. <laughs> opening arguments start now. Our opening arguments start now. Okay, in our first segment called Straight Shooters. Oh my God, the sun is right in my eyes. Close your in damn blind. First... Hmm? Close your blind. I mean, okay. Oh, you poor thing! You have gorgeous light. Yeah. I have. Hold on. Okay. Um, oh, there we go. Okay, it's called Straight Shooters, and uh, we it is the segment in which we <laughs> test your knowledge of straight culture by asking you a series of rapid-fire questions oh where we give you two or more options, and you have to just pick one, and you're not allowed to ask anything else about how the game works. Okay. Okay, ready? I'm ready. I've got it. And And both of you can answer at any time. Dirtbag left or Old Town Road? Old Town Road. Old Town Road. Okay. You're a closeted teen. Do you join the cross-country team, join the swim team, or join the wrestling team? Cross-country. 
wrestling. Hot. Travis Scott Burger at McDonald's or the Charlie D'Amelio Cold Brew at Dunkin' Donuts? Cold Brew. Riding a jet ski with Wayne Gretzky or riding a Jeep with Meryl Streep? I mean, obviously Jeep. Gretzky. Oh. <laughs> oh. You don't have to agree. Okay. I'm picturing her getting really jostled in that Jeep. I don't know <laughs> if I like the sound of that. Wait, am I driving? I would, I would have to drive. <laughs> okay, Reese Witherspoon as an actress, Reese Witherspoon as a producer, or Reese Witherspoon as a relatable queen on social media? Can, is Draper James I, an option here? I guess that's the social media one. Oh, we can do and Reese Witherspoon as as a CEO of Draper James. I choose CEO, Reese EO. Okay. What is Draper James? Her it's her line. Her? It's her yeah. line of like gingham dresses for babies. Which we've actually talked about on this podcast before. She sells oven mitts that say y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm that, okay, I did just start watching that thing you were telling me to watch, the Get Organized, get organized Home Edit thing. Yeah. And Reese is on the first episode of Wait, that. Wait, so. that looks so bad. It's psychotic. It's it's essential viewing. I mean, I'm obsessed with that. It's like 45 minutes of someone organizing Rachel Zoe's closet. Well, but it's like, but then they organize it and then it doesn't even look good. It's just like it does the it, container it, store. It barely looks that different. They go to the container store and they get a ton of product, as they always say. And there's <laughs> always this like, this completely imaginary deadline. And like, there's just these totally made up stakes. And they're just like... Uh, it's down to the wire. Just like we needed to divide and conquer. <laughs> give me product. Give me product. And they're just pulling out bins and putting labels on them. And it's like, what? It's also like it's only made for extremely wealthy people because by necessity, you have to be. Well, they so each episode, they do a regular person and oh. the slab. Oh, my God. It's like Tom's shoes, but for organizing. <laughs> yes. Oh, because Tom yeah. like, gives a pair to like, a home. Give, yeah. Right. An unchewed person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so then they organize the like regular folk home. And it's I mean, it's like a little more like of a meaningful difference, but it's still just putting things in bins. Right. So, God, Eric, your not... answer. My answer was Reese Witherspoon in the home edit. Oh, okay. okay. So her uh, as, be- a, as a reality TV personality. Yeah, we're gravitating. And this is like what's straight? Oh, See, you're, you're not allowed to ask. You're not allowed to ask. Okay, okay. Sam, so, okay, go. okay. Um, thinking you're smart because you're pointing out problematic things from 80s movies or thinking you're smart because you're politically smarter than a mother of three in the Midwest? But mother. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I don't well, know. I, think the, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I think the 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 '80s is straighter. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. The Drew Barrymore show, the Queen Latifah show, the Megan Mullally show, the Ricky Lake show, the Bonnie Hunt show, the Bethany Frankel show, or the Fran Drescher show. These are all talk shows that had one season. Um, Bonnie. No, I got that show. Um, <laughs> well, Ricky Lake didn't have one season. She had two. Oh, you mean like post Ricky, she had another show? I think so. Wait, hold on. I mean, Ricky Uh-oh. Lake was like a famous show in the 90s that was on for many years. It was like iconic. George, if you were spreading misinformation on our no, podcast, uh, I'm going to be so You may upset. have had like some sort of reboot that was like short lived. I think she did. No, in 2012. You know, not Ricky Lake, but one time my cousin um, was at a stoplight and Connie Wilson was in the car next to her. Wait, it was called Ricky Colon, the new Ricky Lake show. It was a reboot. Ricky Colon. So I'm going to go with Ricky Colon. <laughs> um, okay. Edit um, checked, ladies. If you're over 50, every year. Okay. A towel, a moist towelette, or a wet towliana? A moist towelette. Yeah. That's so okay. great. Okay, Barack Obama signing an overall deal with Netflix or Hillary Clinton launching a podcast called You and Me Both? Um, Obama. Barack. Okay. Okay. That's all I have. Men are canonically straighter than women, I think think is what we're saying here. I had one more, but I I couldn't crack it, and it was Egg House Lada or Egging a House Lada. (laughs) No, no. George, like you see a house, and then later you decide to egg it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I, George, and I saw each other last weekend, and he came in in a, a 
gorgeous shirt. It was and, a long sleeve kind of t-shirt. And he goes, it's Eckhaus Lada. And then my, my boyfriend was like, it costs a lot of <laughs> <laughs> like it took a long time for it to That's like still be sure it was like wait what it it ek house and it's like it's a brand it's I a mean, brand it costs a lot of that's pretty good that is some, <laughs> that's some good maybe ek right house lotta or it costs a lot of is better than egging a house later yeah, it yeah i think it costs a lot of is really good it also it's kind of italian so that's <laughs> yeah that's definitely straight vibes this is my daughter egg house lotta <laughs> i mean that's like the kind of that's the classic like uh whole foods you mean whole paycheck you know what i mean yeah. oh, oh, wow. okay that's funny that is really funny <laughs> write that down the um, other i, I was like online. visiting my parents the other month and my mom said like said you know tarjay but said it in a way where truly it was like she had thought of it for the first time ever mm. and she, it, yeah i mean that's kind of clever to... i think that speaks to the homosexualization of the world that just mm-hmm. like you Whoa. know even moms are kind of like yeah, she's a lesbian now. playful with language yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which um, is so great we, but also sort wait, of one of our ones happening. previous ones was speaking of moms being playful with language is but first, coffee or rosé all day? I mean, those are synonyms in my <laughs> I agree. <book. laughs> really interesting. Because to me, it's like, but first, coffee, like, you know, it's like you're type A, whatever. Rosé all day, it's like you're drunk. I got but, you know, those are the same thing. Those are just things on a T-shirt that the it's same It's just being compulsive in different ways, yeah. I mean, different uh, side of the same coin. Okay. <laughs> so normally we give like a score. George, what'd they get? I think they should rate each other. I think we should get oh. individual evaluations from you. I am here to be told that I am better than someone. <laughs> um, oh, you okay. thought you did better. Thank you. No, well, why did you think you did better? Uh, I can't remember, but I just, I felt like I was sort of in the zone about it. And although I have to say, I think Eric and I both have an understanding of maybe straight suburbia in this way. A lot of the, I mean, there's a lot of sort of regionalism in the questions as well, which is an interesting through line. Here's what I will say. Well, I have two things to say. First of all, Eric definitely seemed more confused. (laughs) I just feel like I didn't listen to what, like the terms of the... Well, right. We never gave you terms, and that's right. kind of something right. we like to do to ha- to play with the expectations. I of need to know the rules in order to no, break but, them. But, no, but you have to make your own rules, and I think this comes back mm-hmm. to the whole mm-hmm. dichotomy between the two of us thing. It's just like you were waiting to be told what the precepts were, and I, you know, I was basically like, "You give me two things, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I think about them." And you know, I love to create opinions about things that I have no experience in. Oh, I mean, it's a great tradition. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you were like that kind of confident. I think I bulldozed through like Barack Obama at the 2004 <laughs> DNC in Boston. I mean, I brought like, the house. I, I don't know if there's a. I don't know wait, if there's a difference this, between like, me saying Barack and you saying Obama. Wait, what happened at the <laughs> DNC in Boston? Well, in 2004, that was like Obama's like you know canonical speech. Oh, that oh, sort oh of, you're like, saying you were like heralded that that his were, rise see, see, see. Um, to to prominence international. Yeah, I think you were like that. Thank you. <laughs> I do think I do understand, Eric, what you're saying. Like, you need to know the rules in order to break them. It's like, it's like you need to know what you're satirizing in order to make a to make commentary about it. Exactly. No, you don't. I felt like I was stuck. I had <laughs> but then again, to you don't. The answer. Well, you know, yeah, you can do whatever you want. You know, ultimately. Uh, I think you're both. I put my mask on. Yeah. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Okay, Eric's putting his mask on. Uh, um, mask up, NY tough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you both tied, and I think you both got disqualified. You're, yeah. <laughs> you Congrats. both all started. You answered like a little too early. I'm, I'm our, happy our to be the Willem, you know, justice for me. Justice yes. for me. Right, we don't want to be an all-stars. We don't care. Oh, no, fuck that. <laughs> Do you think, who of all of us has the gayest and least gay voice my first my gut reaction is to say that sam has the least gay voice i would say i would agree i agree i think i have the gayest voice but i think it's because like i feel like everyone 
like hates the sound of their own voice a little bit and thinks well your voice sounds gay now because you like don't have a microphone right (laughs) (laughs) when you are speaking into a microphone immediately you sound more it makes it sound even thinner you know what i mean even less supported by the diaphragm because gays love to talk like in the front of their mouth or whatever and we don't we don't you know we don't support it with the chest um like the french do but i think yeah that kind of tracks i mean i don't know I, i i my voice i will say this my voice is about to get straighter because i'm getting nasal surgery in a few weeks why? Oh my God! Well, I, I have that. chronic sinus conditions. Um, sure. And so, so does Ashley Tisdale. <laughs> they are not going to change the outside, bitch. Okay. I will. Well, do you want them to? A little? The inside, it's actually a gut renovation. There's going to be kind of a nice couch. <laughs> they're they're putting in a new backsplash. Oh, okay. fun. it's going to make fun. the coke go in way smoother. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, are you? Do you want me to change the outside, Sam? Do you have a problem with the way my nose? No, looks? I just feel like you know, when in Rome, like if they're going in there, they might as well get oh, a I few things. Have a beautiful nose. That's not what Great I would have done. If I could get to anything, I would make them make my ears stick out more. You love oh, ears. I mean, out. and I I understand that. I respect I that so it. much. I think that's so hot. I think what I would do in my face. I mean, I would change so many things about my body. No, not to brag, but I don't know if I would change anything about my face. Let's see. Yeah, let me take a peek. Are you sure? Let's take a look at look at the old <laughs> mug. I don't think I would. Sh- well, I guess I would. I would be okay with having like more defined, like a more defined That's jawline. That's what I want too. I want a Kybella injection right here to just kill some of this fat and give me a little bit more of a. I do have fat under my chin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is if you totally want me to send blueprints or anything, <laughs> Eric, do like you mold. have work done. Um, I put on the Zoom touch up face uh, filter just now oh, you, look incredible. Incredible. Yeah, you do seem a little uncanny valley yeah <laughs> i just felt like the overhead lighting was oh i read that you look like a woman you in like tactics, what are you saying i was it was such a page turner i was completely obsessed <laughs> Did, I, okay i just feel like if you finish a book fast it means it was good right oh, yeah sure. and i felt like i finished that book so fast that's why gone girl is my favorite book I mean, I've seen the movie, so... Just to play devil's advocate, you know, you could also argue that the slower you read a book, that means you're just savoring every mm, single sentence. Right. Like when I go to a Michelin-starred restaurant, I, I savor mm-hmm. every bite of every little yes. dish the chef sends out because he puts so much effort into it. Um, <laughs> and it's important to respect that work, right? And not Wait, just Steven, gobble it down. can you do me a favor? Um, in our last episode, there was a point at which we imagined what it would be like if Hannah Gatsby said the sentence, I just drank a bunch of cum. Can you say that sentence in an Australian accent as Hannah Gatsby? Okay. Um, let me think for a second. Okay. So she's this lesbian. So he's going to say, oh, I just drank a bucket of cum. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Sorry, was it okay, bucket? Great, what, great. How much was it? Sorry. No bucket. Well, that was a good. Um, that was a good improv. Yeah. Right. Great. Great. <laughs> right. Wow. Look at that. Knocks that one out of the park, right? You can move so on true. to more important things, um, such as not drinking cum. Um. <laughs> okay, Wait, so we what's have, our topic? I thank you. So we have various topic options. Let me pull them up. Actually, they were sent by Eric. I want to give credit where credit's due. Okay, I also have to go in thirty minutes. Okay, okay. cool. But Stephen can kind of take the reins. You know. No, no, no we should. We'll we be don't done want to spoil okay, the sort of solo my solo app by having it. We are the tail gonna, yeah, we're app. gonna do solo apps at some point oh, later. Right. People need and to the see. order we ask you in is the order in which we like you. <laughs> so you have that to look forward to. Okay, our options are microbreweries, craft culture, van life, upstate, and God. I think what we should do is each go around. I'm gonna <laughs> pick one of these, and then we can each go around saying one sentence how we feel about it. I love that. Okay, microbreweries. I'll go first. Microbreweries? More like micro-penis. That was a straight shooter of mine one time. So beef. Um, I would say about microbreweries, um, you know, 2001 called. They want their culture back. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Never forget (laughs) 9-11. Okay, I would, I'm, oh. I'm sort of so this segment is kind of like come up with a one-liner about a microbrew. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't have to be. It's not no, normally. We've never done this before. Normally We're just we trying to run through the all the topics and talk so. about it. But but now I want to succinctly. It's it's just if something comes to you, say it. Right. Okay. Microbreweries. I mean, I'm drawing a blank, 
And I think okay. that says everything. That says everything. <laughs> okay, couple sitting with ice cold pints of beer. Mm-hmm. Beautiful view. Yeah. Completely silent. Okay, William yeah. Carlos Williams called. <laughs> <laughs> Stop stealing. Then maybe, maybe he says like, isn't this, a, "Isn't this a great view?" Mm. And then, like, do you know what's devastating is like when you overhear a couple trying to start some kind of a conversation. Oh, it's Mm. it's nothing is coming naturally. Yeah, and I feel like a microbrewery is a perfect setting for that. Quick, can I? I just feel like these. Can I change my answer? These like. (laughs) Can I change my answer? Okay, one at a time. (laughs) Okay, my answer is just that. It's just this infinity scarf. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Microbreweries Eric, are the infinity scarf of men. I mean, I think there's women at the brewery. I think there's well, a right, lot of couples. It's like, but it's the men's decision. Couples count <laughs> as men. <laughs> Two. One couple is one man. Um. Yeah. I also just like I don't like that kind of beer. I like are you like a European light piss beer? You know what I mean? And sure, I think sure. microbreweries micro tend to yeah. be these heavy, bittery IPA kind of hoppy, hoppy, sure, hoppy. I sure, hate the sure. word hoppy. I hate the word hoppy. I think this is cool. I think it's so um, it's so we so often erase gay men drinking beer uh, for the joke, for the for the image. And yeah, get me I an apple teeny. Yeah, and I think it's so important to say, hey, we we exist and in droves. We just like a different kind. And yet, I'm randomly only drinking hard kombucha now. Is that true? Like, oh, fun. Yeah. Um, what? June bug? Oh, you blood, love that June, June bug? Yeah. I mean, that was something. good. It's good. How much alcohol does it have? It's like six percent. Oh, fun! That's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and one has activated charcoal in it. If you like, tip the can upside down, which I thought was insane, but also no one has ever explained to me what that is. Activated charcoal. Yeah. Okay. So you, obviously, you're familiar have you, with you've charcoal. Been waiting. Okay. <laughs> I just mean like it's in oh, toothpaste. It's in yeah. gum. It's in food. Yeah, I don't get why everyone thinks it's good. To me, it seems like something that we shouldn't be ingesting. Right, I mean, can you think of anything more sinister sounding than activated charcoal? And the charcoal toothpaste, it's always just like, it makes your toothbrush all black. And I'm just like, this doesn't look right. Like, this looks like horrible mold. It looks like, yeah, I just, I think the bathroom is not a space where you want just like all this like black liquid. Mm -hmm. I I would agree. (laughs) Okay, um... Craft culture, like arts and crafts. I think he meant that was beer. kind of right, well, you were t- well. That was I meant just like like maker craft culture, but it was oh. kind of just a play off the micro. I mean, I do think maker it. craft culture is like violently straight. Yeah, I was and imagining like, like a shelf that's made out of like a plank of wood that yeah. you get like a splinter on if you like yeah. rub your hand across it. Yeah, yeah, but also gay people are really bad at stuff. So like they make a lot of shitty shit. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I think that, that there's a lot of gay craft out there. I mean, every fucking queer exchange well, on Facebook art. is full of just like, um, I made this like dildo shelf and there's like nails sticking out of it. And it's like, not mm, okay, I'm turned on. <laughs> uh, yeah, craft culture is also... It, it it resides in I want to say the Northeast almost exclusively and the Southwest almost exclusively. Those two corners of America are where craft culture reigns supreme. You mean like Arizona? Yeah. Well, that's, that's you're fair. talking about like OG craft. But then there's Portland, though. Seattle. Because I think that, but like the Pinterest explosion has turned I think most of Middle America into craft land, right? Wow. Right. I'm just thinking about like like home pickling, like kind of like cottage quarry stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Cottage core is very different than like a popsicle stick, you know, Christmas ornament that you're getting. Right. Not off. arts and crafts. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, I think because most women in Iowa like have a room in their house that's called the crafting room, and there's like full of pipe cleaners and all this shit, and like they go in there and they scrapbook and they do all this shit, and like that's not. I think the kind of culture we're referring to when we talk about the Northeast and the Southwest and turquoise jewelry and, and, you know, all these artisans, if you will. Right, right, right. That's a good point. I uh, really... You're such an ethnographer. <laughs> your, your portrayal of... Well, Margaret woman. Mead found dead. <laughs> <laughs> I actually studied um, anthropology at the University of Ridgewood, so... Thank you. Wow, <laughs> congrats. I heard that program was really good and costs $5 million. Yeah, it's, a, it's five mil, um, but you got... Um, uh, you got one meal a week. 
But your parents pay for it. <laughs> yes, your five mil of your parents' money. That's like part of the deal. Yeah. Um, it's cool. Parents love to spend. Cool. Wait, we actually do need to do a final. Wait, hold on. Van life. I honestly, that was maybe my favorite because it's like it's like so embarrassing. Well, let's talk about van life for a moment, and then we can. So step one, segment. what is it like? What are we talking about? Do we mean living in a van? Living in I a think van. We mean, I think it means Instagram culture hashtag oh, van life, where it's like thing. kind of artisanal refurbished vans that are like right. kind of cool in theory and like look great in pictures. It's, a, it's also like we sold our house. Like we don't want a mortgage. Right. Like we just like we want to be free. We want to have the like, thing a with all of that stuff Airbnb. where you try to like recreate. It's like people who have never had access to culture, them being like, well, I guess I'll live in a van. It's like, just see a play. <laughs> Here's what I think about van life. I think it's kind of like a, like, it's like a straight way to be queer. Like you're like, you're a straight That's monogamous saying, yeah. couple and you're like, okay, like, but look, we have a van and it's like having kind a of weird. Theater. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, hey, we live in, you know, a desperate, sad world where there's nothing to do and no one has anything of value that they can tr- contribute to the economy. And so oh, right. they're like, what do we do? Well, some people are have these Instagram accounts with 25K followers where they, like, get an Airstream trailer and take some wide-angle lens shots. And I guess we'll do that, you know? And I don't know if they necessarily are so cynical in their choice to do that. They're more just sort of on the track and they go for it because they can't think of anything else. I mean, to me, it just felt like so straight culture, you know, like only like a like couple who kind of had like nothing to talk about anymore well, would like I set out on this adventure that. where they just sit next to each other. Okay. Like, and it's violently what, what, is, what am I saying? You're, you're not so wrong. upset. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But here's why you're not wrong. It's not the way that you think that you are correct. Okay. <laughs> straight it's straight culture because straight people have closed relationships and gay people are more open and they need to see other gay people and they need to like interact with other gay people and straight people can be quite literally in this moving coffin and they're fine with that and i don't yeah, I, mean, I... <laughs> I don't think gay people would be able to sort of stomach that in the same way wait that's genius that actually makes right, well... more sense I mean, I don't think that was necessarily like negating what I was saying. I mean, I think just there's like a martyrdom to like a, a monogamous straight relationship. Oh, and yeah. I think like this idea of like you basically become this like pilgrim, but it's like as a couple, yeah. you know, where you're just yes. kind of, okay. You know, well, well, Stephen like, was right. Of, I mean, it goes back to like camping and things like that, like limiting your own resources or like limiting your own like uh, access to civilization, like modern civilization as a way to like have fun or make a point well it's a point it is i mean it is it's about limits yes it's like we're limited resources but i think you know you on the other hand you could say that gay people with our death drive and our like and our need to just consume every possible like jouissance experience and every possible drug and every possible club and every possible party we always have to go to the next apartment of seven other gays it's like that is also a disease you know, the lack mm-hmm. of limit. Me living in Park Slope? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, so me as you weave between strollers on your, <laughs> on your way to pick up your dog from coffee. Straight people like to consume gasoline. Yeah. You know, that's that's what they we like. We like to so. consume ketamine. Big difference. <laughs> okay. I actually don't like ketamine. I, that's my... I haven't done ketamine. Oh, well, never mind. I've never done ketamine. I haven't done ketamine in like six years. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's it. The way in which I don't know what to do with that information. <laughs> it's just kind of no. The four of us. Like the four of us. The moment. The four of us. Let's all get together and let's it. do it. <laughs> right. Like let's set a date. Yeah, I mean, I'll do a bump. Like sure. you know. Yeah, I'll say. I I just it to me it's a little too. As someone who likes to be in control, it's a little bit too like. Where are we going with this? I think yeah. it would be good for you, Stephen. I think it could help. I think it could help you be more like me. I don't think, I think you're the you. You know what I mean? I think you're enough you for the both of us, sweetheart. <laughs> Wait, Eric, you and me both. Do you have, to, do you have like a super hard out in three minutes? Yeah. Okay. okay. So here's the thing. We have to very quickly do our final segment in two minutes in which we each give a radio shout out to something we are living for in the style of like MTV's TRL or like a kind of call in radio show. So we'll go first and you guys we never can come prepared, follow the so form. I don't even know what I'm saying. I can Stan, go. Okay, go. Yeah. 
What's up, listeners? Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, the place where I bit my lip on Saturday. It has hurt for the whole week, and it's only gotten worse. And I swear to God, I only bit it one time. It wasn't even that thing where I bit it over and over. I bit it once. Nevertheless, she persisted. It hurts so bad. I've been trying to figure out how to heal my lip, but nothing will fix it. And it is painful to eat. It is painful to talk. And it is just a lip. You never know how much you use your lips until one is damaged. And I have have such a different perspective on life and when this is all over i will be so grateful to eat i will be so grateful to drink and i'll be so grateful to laugh 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 ha 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 much love to all my friends xoxo sam hey what's up listeners i want to give a quick shout out to my co-host sam taggart for everything he just said and deciding that he would give a shout out to the concept of biting his lip and then having it hurt (laughs) i think it really played with the form in a way that um, you know, Arca found dead, <laughs> and uh, I am very aware of the time, and so I'm gonna, in fact, in fact, give space to more queer men that have gayer voices than I do as a form <laughs> of reparations. Woo! Um, hey, y'all. Um, thanks so much for taking my call. Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to Prilosec, which I am on a 14-day roundup because my dad said that all of the things that I thought were me having possibly stomach cancer, possibly something called an angina, possibly something called Bichette's disease uh, was actually just acid reflux um, and that I should just go on a 14-day period of Prilosec. So we're working through that. We're not on coffee. We're reducing acids um, from our diet. And I think it's working. You know, I have been there, and you'll get to the other side. I'm super excited. Eric, you have literally... Hey, listeners. I just wanted to give a huge shout-out to my 4 p.m. hard out. Um, (laughs) It really gets me out of having to continue this conversation. And um, it really speaks to kind of having things to do in schedules and calendars, etc. Speaks on having things to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, it is 4 p.m. So I have to go. And with that, goodbye. Thank you for doing the pod. Thanks so much for having Thanks us. Thanks so much yes. for having us.